Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hi guys, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today, I am talking to one of the moms that I've known for a long time, and she inspires me so, 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 so much. I can't wait to share all of her stories and brilliance and genius with you. We've got Gabrielle Union on the podcast today. Um, if you guys follow Gabrielle, and if you don't, you should, she's been very open about her surrogacy. And we were really lucky in this episode that she goes even deeper into her fertility struggles, into her experience of surrogacy, and the impact that Kavya has made on her life. And I think it's going to speak to so many of you guys. Um, there's a few things to note about this week's episode, and that's that we actually recorded it like two days before the shutdown. So keep that in mind. Also, she talks about her book, Welcome to the Party, which is now out. And if you don't have it, go get it. It's wonderful. She also brings up in the interview that surrogacy is not legal in all states. And since the recording of this episode, the state of New York has made gestational surrogacy legal. Finally. Okay, guys, let's get to the interview. She is an actor. She is a producer. She is an activist. She is a New York Times bestselling author. She is my woman crush every dang day. Please welcome the one, the only, Gabrielle Union. And I feel like there needs to be sound that's like, <sighs> That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the crowd goes, what? <laughs> yes. But that's what it sounds like should follow. You are such an inspiration to me as a mom. I feel like to so many women out there, um, you recently celebrated your daughter Kavya James' first birthday. I saw yeah. on Instagram it was whiz-themed. Mm -hmm. That was incredible. Congratulations on making it to one, by the way. Like, come on. Don't you feel like you need to, like, pat yourself on the back and just be like, oh, my God. I just ha – I'm happy that I survived bath time. Yes. Like, that's it. I had no idea what battles I would be facing every day that no one would ever, like, count as battles right. except other mothers. Right. Yeah. So have you always wanted to be a mom? Like, no, no, no. It you weren't one of those little girls that like wished for that. No, no, not at all. I didn't really have dolls like that. Like I made my mom get me a Cabbage Patch doll, but only because like to be like a part of the, yeah, like, sure, the, sure. But, but, yeah, the yeah. frenzy. I wanted my mom to be trampled, um, you know, at this, <laughs> right, right, the local right. department store right. to get a, a, a Cabbage Patch doll. What changed? No. You know what? I think becoming a stepmother Yeah, and really... Finding being a, a caregiver 
incredibly rewarding. Wow. Again, these like these little battles that unless you're doing it, you, they don't feel like much. Sure. But just feeling such 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 a sense of accomplishment, you know, after, you know, studying with kids or or practicing with them and you watch them thrive and you watch them be happy and you 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 survive the first breakup or you f- oh, survive yeah. the first heartache or or whatever. Cuz you came into being their stepmom when they were already I mean, they weren't babies anymore, no, right? No, they were. So know, I feel like co- to me that scares the shit out of me. I mean, for you to come in dealing with kids who are already sort of who they are and they're dealing with like big emotional things, yeah. like, oh my God. So you come to this decision, you're like, I've really enjoyed being a stepmom. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe I Were the other suck women in this. your life becoming moms? Like, were they like, was it, was it something that you were like, everyone's doing that and I'm, sort of interested or were, were close no. friends of yours? No, close no, friends were doing it and you were they still were like, doing it and this. I was like, ooh, <laughs> looks tough. Uh, it looks like, exactly <laughs> like it is. It looks tough. Right, right. Um, yeah. Like, and you know, when you're around enough, you're yeah. not just seeing the social media moments that, that parents tend to post. Totally. You're watching the full on meltdowns you're watching illness you're watching like how it tests marriages and relationships oh my god you're seeing you're seeing what it really is um but for us in our household it just felt like maybe we could do this and so it started off with maybe we could do this to let's go for it and then each time it felt like we were getting closer, but uh-huh. the, the carrot kept moving, uh-huh. you know, with our fertility journey. But right. we we're like, no, we're doing this. No one, you know. It's- yeah, so it starts to become this thing that it's like, wait, we're working really hard for a goal. Yeah. And now it's becoming apparent that we really want this. I kind of had a similar situation because I had a miscarriage. Like the first time I got pregnant, I was like, I think I want to do this. I think, but I'm also absolutely terrified and then it wasn't until I got pregnant and lost that pregnancy where I was like oh no like I really wanted this like this is oh god now I feel like I really 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 want this and I didn't know it was also you want to conquer your body totally like if you're used to you work hard then x happens right and it's like okay so i've worked hard right. and my when body's is your birthday like, october 20th i'm a scorpio yeah october 29th scorpio women are my favorite women on the planet by the way like full-on scorpio so i was like i'm i'm not gonna lose right so you're it's exactly all kind right. of mixed in right, right? At this desire to expand the family right. but also i'm not losing i'm working too hard i'm not right. gonna lose at this right and my body was like <laughs> Was it like pain? Yeah. Like, so you got diagnosed with, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, but you've told me there's multiple ways to pronounce this. I've heard it pronounced a number. Ademiosis. Ad- I say adenomyosis. Adenomyosis. Okay. Yes. Our, our um, IVF doctor, you know, pronounces it slightly different. Okay. Um, but I pronounce it adenomyosis. But it's endometriosis of the muscle. Um, How did you know you had that? I did it was, not. It, oh, my God. I went undiagnosed for through multiple rounds of IVF with different leading doctors in the field around the country. I went to Dr. Are you kidding? You went through multiple rounds of IVF and no one was like, this is the issue? Not until the last doctor, uh, Dr. Kelly Beck in mm. uh, California, mm. um, that, you know, first, first ultrasound, she was like, oh, so you have adenomyosis. And I was like, oh, uh, what's that? And You're she was like, like bless you, excuse me? Yeah, she was like, it's pretty pronounced. Um, I doubt this just arrived. I don't know why no one would have noticed this. This is really, you know, You pronounced. have it. You have a yeah. Because I guess you can have varying degrees of how bad your case is, which is similar in endometriosis as well. Yes. But also I'm reading these statistics that like one in 10 women have adenomyosis. Yeah. And that's – and they probably don't know it. They don't know it. Oh, and the God, first and only person me. I'd heard address it publicly was Lena Dunham. Yeah. So the second I heard, you know, that word, I didn't know her. I mean, I know who she right. is, sure, but sure. I just DM'd her. And I was like, hey, I just got this diagnosis. You've been pretty open about your yeah, journey. Yeah, like, yeah. what is like, what is this? Like, can you help connect me to, you know, other women? Who you are never felt pain or anything? No, it doesn't. I mean, to me, it didn't feel... Anything abnormal? Like you've yeah, had it your life. I've had it. Yeah, for yeah, forever long. I've had it, and it was a different experience than Lena's. So then it was like, well, it's not one thing. It's not one way of 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 manifesting in one's body, right. and every woman is not going to experience the same thing. I would have never probably known had I not been on this fertility journey. So 
going back. So when my doctor started at when uh, Dr. Beck started asking me more questions, going back to my periods, yeah, um, and what my my experience was like with my periods as a you know as a younger yeah. woman, and I explained that I ended up getting on the pill not for birth control reasons, but because my periods were lasting like a third of the month, and I was bleeding like I had been shot in the vagina. I have goosebumps when I hear stuff like this because I feel like we do a terrible job, like, just teaching women. I don't know whose fault that is, but I'm going to point finger. I mean, I just – I we do a really bad job of knowing our bodies and knowing when we need to ask for help. Like, because the period – we don't talk about our periods and everything's so, like, private and embarrassing and, and shame is circling all of these things. And I, I remember, like, when I was trying to – I didn't get a period for six months after I had a miscarriage because I had a DNC and it took me a long time to get regular. So I ended up going to a – a fertility acupuncturist who was like teaching me for the first time like what my body does every month of when you would be fertile like she's like well is your discharge yeah guys I said it discharge like this or like that and what's the fluid and where's your surface and I was like I've never had this conversation with anybody ever and I don't know like if we're supposed to be having that with our daughters or our mothers or like how long is your period because if it's one third of the month like that's too long or if like you have to cancel your life because you're in that much pain every time you get it like we need to see somebody. Well when we use words like the curse. Oh my god. So it, you know or or the woman's burden like or whatever. Yeah. It it kind of it kind of conditions you to think Periods equal bad, bad. right? Oh, yeah. And and to say that, you know, having a period that's extremely long or extremely heavy isn't normal, right. it, we can't confuse the words, you know, not normal with not common. That's right. Right? Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Right? Very so true. it's actually quite common to have right. irregular periods. Of course. But using, you know, a lot of doctors will say, I'm going to put you on birth control to regulate your period. But what they're not saying is... Being on birth control is the absence of a period. You're right. not actually having a period. What you're experiencing um, is the breakthrough place- right. breakthrough bleeding due to taking the placebo right. in the last week. Right. But if they, if no which by the way, no one's taught that either. No one spells that out for you. So you think you're controlling or you're regulating your period and and you're treating or whatever it is what has causing these long periods or painful sure. periods or heavy periods when you're not. It's just masking whatever the issue is for however long you're on birth control for. Right. And you might not know there is something. And e- whether or not you have an uncommon cycle, that can be totally your body doing its thing. Or it might be something in your case that was something that needed to be more looked at. And especially when I read these statistics that like it's one in 10. Yeah. Like that's that's normal, guys. Yeah. Turns out like one in 10, like that's not one in 500. That's yeah. like a lot of people are dealing with things and either masking them with birth control or not seeking help or feeling embarrassed not to talk about it or something like that. So Dr. Beck. Yeah, Dr. Kelly Beck. Dr. Kelly Beck. We Dr. love Dr. Kelly Beck. She's amazing. Amazing. She tells you, she has this and does she say to you, you're not going to be able to get pregnant? Like what does she say? No, she just is honest for the first time. Oh <laughs> that like my road will be extremely challenging. And the only way that I would be able to physically carry my baby myself is if I uh, use this drug called Lupron. And I remembered Lena Dunham mentioned Lupron. But what Lupron does is it creates kind of like brittle bones. So like, I don't know if you guys remember, Lena was walking her dog and I think stepped off the curb and, and like broke, broke her, her whole like, leg, broke her like ankle or something. And I live an active lifestyle. The roles I'm playing are very active. Physical. And it only gives you, a, like a, I think it's like a 30% chance. So do I run the risk of causing greater harm to my body for a 30% chance? And she was one of the first people to really, like, be honest about surrogacy. Mm. You know, and also adenomyosis, you know, affects your ovarian reserve. Mm. So doing, you know, if you're, if you're going to a fertility clinic where they're charging you per round mm. – a, you know, oh if, if you're going in and no one's diagnosing you correctly. And what is that per round? It's like 25 grand or something? It's expensive. Jeez, <laughs> well, it, it, it varies from, you know, place to place. Uh-huh. But a lot of places will offer older women or women who have, you know, these conditions that uh-huh. have been diagnosed rounds to basically bundle, almost like bundling, you know, cycles. So you you might do... Um, Let's do three rounds. Three rounds. For this price. Yeah, for this price, because you're not going to get a ton of eggs. And even if you do get a ton of eggs, which of those eggs would be viable? You know, it's just not that many. So, but no one's super clear or honest because that affects your 
your business, right? Uh, um, and she was the first person that was just honest. So kind of, you know, immediately when she says surrogacy, I took that as failure. You are a failure. And so I was like, I, I, think, I, I think I can do some Lupron. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can film being Mary Jane and, and I, I might be able to break some bones and, and yeah, Mary Jane could break some bones. not okay. <laughs> like this is not you know? okay. And my husband was like, babe, I want oh, you. Bless him. I want you as oh much as God, we want this baby. Like, cry. I want you. Like, but let's let's pump the brakes and think about this um, and make a family decision. Um, oh my, I have goosebumps. And it was and just like, you know. And so we really do take know. that on as women, though. Like, we really feel that failure thing like pretty hard. Yeah. Like, and well, yes, you're, you're not a Scorpio, a woman. but also, yeah, no, you're not a woman. You're not and a your real body woman. has failed you, and you're not you're not woman enough. You think, what did I do wrong? How can I fix this? My body has failed me and I'm basically a nothing. And, <laughs> like, and if terrible. there's a chance. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll and, break broken bones. <laughs> I'll quit work. You know, like the thing that I love to do, like you will sacrifice all of those things in order to prove yourself, you know, just. So yay, Dwayne. Yay. <laughs> and yay, you for coming around to the idea and then going down this surrogacy path, which just is amazing. Like we haven't spoken to anybody, I don't think yet, on the, on Katie's crib that's had a surrogate. Even though I've had a few friends go down the journey, and it's unbelievable. Once you wrapped your head around, now this is part of my fertility journey, and this yeah. is part of our story to get Kav. Like, how did you find a per? Like, what did you do? Well, you know, as a Scorpio, I am <laughs> super out. Type A. Yeah. I, I'd like to control as much of a, of any given situation as I can control. So imagine me having to figure out a who to trust, and then trusting someone for ten months. For ten months, that's not living in your house that you don't control. You don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Right? They're doing. Yeah. You, know, um, you don't know if they are eating a Cheeto or a or a cucumber or like if that would have been your call anyway. Like yeah. who knows? Or yeah. if they're doing their prenatal yoga classes. I mean, whatever the thing is that you're harping on. Yeah, I'm a control freak. Also, that would keep me up at night. Yeah. So I mean, luckily we found a surrogate who had been a surrogate before, who also had her own children and and a very supportive husband and a and a really flexible job and and the thing that let me know that this was the right this was the right person, woman. Yes. We were reading the same books. <laughs> that's what really. You can rest your head on the pillow, knowing that your taste is similar, and your maybe your values are in alignment yeah. if you're reading the same books. Yeah. Wow. Um, how I, I, was I'm the forty sure week journey? How was I'm the- sure other people choose for different reasons. Because <laughs> I was like, look, she's obviously done this before. She's she's had healthy babies. I'm not going to micromanage somebody who's. Honey, listen, I got this. Right. But the thing that gave me peace and what gives every family peace is obviously different. For my husband, what gave him peace was her husband being so supportive of her Mm. and them wanting us to know their whole family. Mm. Right. And for me, it was that we had similar taste in books. And I was like... Well, you know, that means a lot. It, it just, it's just one of those weird things. And for me, that was the thing that, that allowed me to sleep. At, you know, at I also feel like it would be so – like I, I'm feeling such a relief by knowing she had done it before. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like that like she was sort of like, I got this. I know how it works. Like we're good. Yeah. How was the 40 weeks? Was well, it, can you have open surrogacy or closed surrogacy? Like is it something where like you're texting all the time and checking in or maybe some people want to keep it more – you know, more like not that personal. Every, every surrogacy journey is different. Mm -hmm. I've come to learn. Mm -hmm. Like most people don't say like, and our baby, like, and like kind of really be more transparent about the whole process. Because again, there's so much shame involved with not carrying, you know, your child and and the birth journey. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of shame, you know, for, you know, it's, and it's sad and it's super unfortunate and and it's unnecessary, Mm -hmm. which is why we wanted to show people a different way and that your baby is still going to be celebrated and your birth journey is still going to be celebrated and your family is still going to be celebrated. But yeah, we had a group chat. So it was me and my husband, her, her husband, and we went, we all, all four of us went to all of the doctor's appointments um, together. Amazing. We, you know, we might exchange a, a group text about like what we're binge watching because she sure. was on bed rest for a bit in the first trimester mm-hmm. when the pregnancy was a bit in jeopardy due to, you know, something happening with her cervix. And so we were all kind of binging, you know, 
same show so we could have something to talk about. Like, she's right. stuck, you know, like, she's right. stuck at home. And it's right. like, you know, the least we can do is binge watch, watch together. Watch the shows yeah. and, like, have a common interest. Sure. Yeah, but we were, we would just stayed connected through the whole time. And they weren't physically that, like, far. And, and again, like, if you're listening in a state where surrogacy is, is outlawed, um, like a like a New York or an Arizona and that that kind of thing. Everyone's surrogacy journey is different. There is no one right way or wrong way. I think for some families who don't have as much contact, it's just a hard. It's just a hard, sometimes odd thing to kind of wrap your brain around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone kind of copes in different I'm just ways. Sitting here thinking like how important it is the work you do and that how open you are with this stuff and how wonderful it was that Lena was so open about her endometriosis because you can see the direct line of help you know what I mean like you reached out to her and now like people will look to you for surrogate you know for surrogacy support like that's ridiculous that's huge we you know if you've been in the mix of of a a surrogacy challenge Mm -hmm. I don't know it's I don't know how exactly it all happens or who kind of puts the word out there is like a fertility I feel like I can say this underground railroad, if you will, mm-hmm. of women who are completely connected to doctors, acupuncturists, therapists, other women. But it's like shrouded in secrecy because, again, everyone moves through this fertility journey differently. And for so many, there is so much shame about your body betraying you and you just don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. But there is this amazing network of women working low key um to, so to help you that. through the process right. and once i went through the process and was vocal about it i get at least a few times a week people wanting help Reach, i know someone I who's making a service and you make the connections that's just how you yeah, I and love I, this. I like the idea of paying it forward yep because it's hard and certain parts of it just freaking suck. Yeah. Was there ever a time that you were like your biggest fears about not being able to control the pregnancy in the way you would have? Was there anything that came up that would like you were so freaked out was she, when she was on bed rest or was there anything? I think by that time I'd suffered so much loss. You're almost expecting it. Mm. You start to just – well, this isn't going to work for the worst like- case scenario. Like, well, this is one more thing that didn't work. You know, like the first miss, my first miscarriage mm-hmm. was by far the most traumatizing mm-hmm. and just destructive to my soul. It broke me in a different kind of way. So the ones that followed after, like, they're like, how many did you have? I'm like, I don't know. I kind of lost track because it's, Gabrielle. you're just conditioned to like, I'm going to keep trying because that's what, that's what winners do. Sure. But it didn't hit like that first one. Mm-hmm. And and having to call back all those people and say it's not happening. And and for me, like I have a, a real fear of public humiliation. Mm-hmm. I mean, in any part in of any my way, life. Sure. And the humiliation I felt when miscarriage is so common, but the humiliation I felt having to call those people who were like literally in tears that that we'd gotten this far and and to have to call them back and be like, you know, it's not, it's not happening. Yeah, it's horrible. That was like, fuck, <laughs> like excruciating. Yeah, once excruciating. you've been through them a lot, you really like. I remember when we were first pregnant, I was like taking videos of when I told people I was pregnant, like my grandparents and my parents and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I still have those videos somewhere. And I just told Adam, I was like, delete, like I can't. Because and then the next time you get pregnant, you're like horrified. You're like, I'm not telling anyone until they're in college yeah. because I'm yeah. Like you, that first month of surrogacy, you were just like, well, I've already. I mean, this yeah. has been a fucking impossible. It wasn't until the, the fifth month where we were like, okay, at, at month five, I should probably tell my job. Right. Month five, I suppose we can tell people. We didn't though. So I told my job, mm-hmm. and thank God. I mean, I have. Part of being the boss is, you know, like, and and Jessica being so clear when she took the job, like, I am breastfeeding. This is what it is. Like, I'm a mom. My kids are going to be around. Like, the, the and we're like, perfect. It's the best. And we're not, nothing, no part of us being active mothers or, you know, other people in our production being active parents slows us down. You know what I mean? We are probably the most efficient production yep, because we value parenthood. Yep. It's so the same it way like, in Shondaland. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. No, okay, cool. You know, so at what point can should we tell 
the network, you know, Spectrum or, or whoever. And I was like, I, I guess now? I don't know because I've never gotten this far. And then as it started getting, like, closer to the due date, I started freaking out. Like, oh, this is actually happening. Like, I've been so prepared for loss. Mm-hmm. I, I was not ready for, like, Cov to be a thing. And I was like, when she was born, it was like, tell me about that. Did you were you all in the hospital together? Yeah, yeah. So it was. It's like a weird out of body experience, but for me, it kind of lasted for months and months and wow. months. Like, wow, because it's a. It's happening outside of your body, so you don't have that physical change happening that kind of helps to sort of, I guess, prepare you yeah. that something's going something's to going leave to your body at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of just sort of like watching it, and then there she is. And it's like, oh, my God, you're overjoyed. And this is like, oh, wow. But like imposter syndrome hits quick. Like hits. I mean, for me, it hit like, how do I even announce this? Are they going to say I'm super Hollywood and I didn't want to mess up my body? Are they going to say like you waited too long? Did you have people again? Like when you started to announce. So did you not announce to the world? That you were using a surrogate during the surrogacy? I can't Mm-mm. remember. No. No. So it wasn't no. until she was there. No. I mean, and, and because like we're, you know, we're, yeah. we're cool with, with, uh, with Kim Kardashian and watching her surrogate be hunted, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, puts the baby in jail. Yeah, not okay. That was, we only needed the one time to right. see that happening. We're like, yeah, no. Um, but we were very clear we, as a family that we were going to be very transparent once she arrived safely sure. that she came via surrogate right. and what our journey looked like. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, Oprah was like, I would like to be a part of telling this story. Amazing. You know, like Amazing. we want to try to help as many people as possible. And so we, you know, we were able to, to do the two-parter mm-hmm. Super Soul Sunday with, with Oprah. The best. But even that, it was like I'm holding Cobb and I'm like – they're going to come take her. Like, they're going to figure out that, like, Even I'm, then. like, a fraud. Like, that I didn't do it. Like, I didn't I didn't birth her. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I don't – I'm not prepared, even though I'm nutty about preparation. Well, had like, you already done the baby – like, was her room ready? Were you a mom that was, was like that? Like, did you have a shower? Did you, like – was all that stuff where you were like, I don't want any of that stuff because I'm – superstitious like people well, feel different we were ways. nervous about having a shower because then it's out there it could be out there and right. you can't trust every person yeah. to just keep no, that no, no, no. what yeah. they think is sharing good news is like putting our surrogate in danger yeah. so we had a, sh- a shower if you will after she was born right it was welcome to the party Kav uh-huh. um, you know a celebration of life like you know introducing beautiful. her to everybody beautiful Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Aside from, like, personally, once people knew you were going about the surrogacy route, and of course, there's all those stupid, horrible Hollywood, like, oh, she just didn't want to, blah, blah, blah. What about in your personal life? Were there anybody that was like friends of yours or work people who were like, judgmental or no i mean and i mean i think partly because people had been on this long years long journey mm-hmm. and had like most of them had probably suggested probably around year two like you know there's other ways mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, right that, that, they like, had been through the phone calls of miscarriages and all, all this of so everyone was just so happy for like, you to even before i was diagnosed mm-hmm. correctly they were like you know there's another way like you don't have to keep doing this and i was like sabotage you don't want me to win you know, you know like so, <laughs> I would have been totally yeah but no they were so 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 understanding my my father was and I, i'm to this day still confused how she looks like us mm-hmm. and not like the surrogate yeah no she looks like you guys like 100 <laughs> your baby yeah um, but he just doesn't understand that that our surrogate and and with different surrogacy stories, it might be a donor sperm sure. or a donor egg sure. or, you know, like it could be any combination of, of things. Each person's is different. Every, everyone's is the, the mm-hmm. right way for them. Um, but my dad does not get that there is no biological connection to right. the surrogate. They're like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. She's she's so brown. <laughs> you know? And they're like. Is it? Because her parents are black. Like, dad, like, I don't – and he's 75. So it's just a – No, a, it's a crazy it's a weird mind concept. jump of like, oh, this is like possible. Well, I mean, and he'll say incredible. things like, do you, let, do you let her see her kid? And we're like, are you being willfully ignorant or just to hurt me? Or like, are you legit still confused wow. about how this works? Wow. Yeah. Um, when she was born, did you feel an immediate connection? Because I did not. To my son, I for weeks I was like, "This is a stranger in my house who has disrupted everything." Did you feel? Did you take one look at her and know? Did you take one look at her and it was completely complicated? Was it? No, I mean not with the her of it all. Mm-hmm. Like I think when, I, when she immediately came out, I was like, "She looks like my husband." Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, from jump. <laughs> and so I'm not to sound like a weird sap, but like I'm so in love with my husband. Mm-hmm. Her looking like him was just like, oh, dope. Like, yeah. like I <laughs> you know? love his face. Yeah. Like, like oh, I love, like, this like, is great. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it was like, I love him. I love her. Like, it was more of like, I didn't, I never even had like dolls. Like, I never babysat. Like, I was more inclined to mow someone's lawn or walk <laughs> their dogs than, and we always had animals. This is nothing like when people are like, oh, it's the same as a puppy. No, it's not. no, it's actually not. It's not. I can stick my dogs in a kennel That's for right. a minute, you know. That's right. Can't do that with a kid. So I just felt like I'm so ill-equipped. Sure, sure. Like I'm not knowledgeable enough. Like I don't know what the hell to do. Is there a test I'm supposed to take? Like they're just going to drop her off and no one's coming back to check? Like this is insane. Why are? Why is anyone trusting Was me? Was Dwayne good with babies? He had been through. I well, know you became a stepmom later. And he they, started they... off as a teen mom. Um, <laughs> so he was a teen parent. So he's been a parent more than half his life. So, so he's, he's good at changing diapers. Oh, yeah. He's like a vet, you know, like right. he's the old grizzled. I would ah, love so to fine. see that. Yeah. Like what a role reversal of like him teaching you. Like that's not 
how you do a good swaddle. Like yeah. At all. Yeah. No, I mean, like he's he's old hat, like has done this, you know, so many times. And because he was a a not super wealthy, you know, teen parent, you mm-hmm. know, like him and, and his ex-wife, you know, when they were teen parents, you know, he was a, an athlete on scholarship. Wow. So they were on, you know, they used social services. They were wow. on WIC, you know, like wow. they're it was a different experience, right. but he figured it out and he, he had to be out of necessity because they c- couldn't afford daycare hands on like school practice home. She, you know, his, yeah, his yeah. ex-wife would go to school. Here, like, you get him here. Bye bye. You get him here. Yeah, so yeah. he had to learn at, as a, at a very young age. So yeah, he was super Pro calm level, and chill. And you're like, I don't, I didn't take this test. This, I can't, I don't know what to do. Well, and he took this, you know, uh, paternity leave in the middle of an NBA season, which had not happened. I'm, you know, I love him. Yeah, like, like during I'm his sorry. his farewell tour, you know, yes. he took this two weeks and and then he was gone. And now I'm like, oh shit, alone because he's back in Miami. We're in LA because I'm filming in LA, right. and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And luckily, we have a ton of you <laughs> yes. know of help, and our village all like descended like locusts, which is a whole different thing that parents don't really talk about, like <sighs> trying to manage a newborn and also extended families expectations about what they need right in your time of need like it's that's whole a whole different the thing, but, worst yeah. like you need to know we have like in your you know people have these like plans of what it's going to look like and i'm always like well who are your who are who's your village that's actually helpful and like washes dishes and who's the village that sits on the couch and now you're making them meals and taking care of your kid because that those people you don't want around and supervising for a while because and, and, it's and the and fucking worst com- offering non-stop commentary about everything you're doing wrong <sighs> like no thank you yeah. how was your Work life balance shift identity crisis. Did you have one? No. Did you, how I, do we feel? It's all. Do you feel better now? Was it a shock at first? Like it's the same. When people ask about balance, I was like, I'm always like, the balance is no balance. Is understanding right. there is no balance. There just isn't. There's no. just there's this. It's it's physically impossible. I have too many things going on in any given day. Something is is gonna give. Is, yeah, like it, it's it what Shonda always says. She's like, no, the day I'm an amazing mom is the day I'm a failure as a writer, and the day I'm at like Sandra O's last day on Grey's Anatomy is the day that I'm not showing up to my daughter's piano recital and I'm fucking failing as a mom. So like, you make choices, and maybe it evens out at an end of a certain year, but like, who knows? Well, yeah, no, I mean, and and the the mom guilt, right? That's yeah, real. Is real, but it's. Also, like, because I'd heard it, you know, like I've been around mothers and, and reading and seeing on and media and, and, you know, and entertainment, the, the, the mom guilt, mom guilt, mom, mom guilt, I felt guilty for not feeling guilty. And I was like, well, what happens when a mom doesn't feel guilty, but other moms are talking about mom guilt? And I'm like, I feel fucking fine. Yeah, you're like, I feel fucking great. Feel great. Went right. to the spa. Yeah. Uh, went to the gym. No, my um, friend Liz Astroff wrote this book that was like the stay at work mom. She's the mom that's like staying in her car because she's delivering a script. She's a very fancy comedy writer. And it's like, I think I'll just make it for the last two minutes before they go to bed. And she like loves it. She's like, it takes all different kinds of moms. Also, you might, this is a long journey. And I feel like there might be certain, my husband likes to say, like there might be certain years you just prefer than others. Like you might just not be like, so into the baby shit. You might be really into seven-year-old. You might be really down for the 12-year-old. Like, you just don't know. And that can change week to week. That can change year to year. But this is like a long asshole that we are on. And it's okay to feel guilt Monday, zero Tuesday. Like, it doesn't have to be your thing. It doesn't totally. have to be part of your identity. Is where you're always like, oh, my God, you know, I feel so guilty. Because then people are like, oh, that's the kind of mom she is. And then you, you kind of establish this identity that you, you're you like, well, it doesn't always apply. Like, no. it's okay to, like, be whoever you are in any given moment. And also so, to really like working. Know, and I'm, like, sweating. Like, I'm in the – like, I'm on the stand. No, you're like, beautiful <laughs> and it's a glow. You, I can tell you guys all right now, get rid of you. doesn't sweat. She glows. Now, how was the introduction – like, did your blended family know the insides and outs of the surrogacy situation or were, were we not filling everyone in because they were kids and like, who knows if they'll tell friends of friends and I don't know how. No, everyone and knew. Everyone I mean, knew in well, your immediate family. And how was the introduction? Like, this is the way our family looks now. Has everyone been on board? Well, I think because 
it's been such a long journey for our family. And the people who took that first miscarriage the hardest Mm -hmm. after me were the kids. Like when you get so excited about something and then it's the idea of something you were excited about is not happening and then explaining the concept of miscarriage and like they take it as like death. Death. You know what I mean? And, And wrapping your brain around that with children who've never really experienced like a grandparent dying or, you know, anyone sort of close to them in that kind of way dying. dying. So explaining all of that was brutal for them. So we wanted them to be a part of this, of this journey. We told them after the first trimester and really started sharing more of the, the pictures after the fifth month. So sonograms, things like that. Yeah. So in in case they slipped up and wanted to share with somebody, at least we were kind of past a certain point. But they didn't. Our kids are freaking dope. And they're so Your family just seems so – and I know there is differences between what we put out there and not. And I do think you're one of the most incredible follows. Not only in its honesty and your openness, but I just feel like your blended family is very supportive of each other and looks – it just is like, can I get in that? Like I'm just like, this is the best. Like your parties look amazing. <laughs> like, I'm just like – of course, everything's about a party to me. But it just seems like everyone's really supportive of each other. And like what else do you guys want? Like well, come on. Everybody in, get on the train. In our house – like our kids only know like their most conscious memories are with a famous father. And then when I join in, it's like it's famous a twofer. Yep. And they see because they, they have phones, they have friends who can't wait to tell them all the negative stuff. So they see the attacks. They see all the negative. Any negative, they're like, maybe they missed it. Nope, they didn't miss it. Um, they'll go down a rabbit hole about, you know, us and they'll have these like random questions. I'm like, oh, baby, you know, everything on a blog isn't actually real those kind of things so they've seen all the negative and then when they got to a certain age they started adults taking shots at them wanting the worst for them so you you was like who can you turn to who understands what this is but family so we're very like protective of each other, very supportive of each other, because if not us, we know what's out there, right. you know, and, and we know that we have, you know, a lot of people that love us, but they're just very conscious. And even their 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 support systems that are outside of our family, their friend group, they haven't quite figured out that you're not being a great friend sharing every negative thing that is ever said or written or done yeah, not a, interested. about children certainly children like when they share things about us it's like that's still not cool still not great but when they share the things about them yeah. you know especially you know our preteen it's terrifying terrifying it's it's you your physical safety feels scary look i think social media like did you and Dwayne have a conversation about like when Obviously, you guys are cool. Kavia has her own Instagram. It's also an incredible follow. (laughs) But, like, how did you guys decide that you guys were going to be posting her? What about Kav in this? Like, what about a one-year-old in this? Yeah. And I think because so much of our fertility journey was kind of, you know, out Out there, there. and especially when I was on Being Mary Jane – People assume we are the same person. So when Mary Jane was on her fertility journey, and I actually also was on my fertility journey, there people want, what is that? I want to, I've been on this damn journey with you. I need to see. I need totally. to see. Oh, I And bet. so it becomes a, it can create a weird frenzy if you withhold. There is a certain- It's almost um, worse. It's almost worse. Oh, so for sense. us, because we are such an open family, whether we're like- at a kid's game or a recital or at Target or wherever, we didn't want to create a, a, thing. a whirlwind where there hasn't been pictures of Kavya yeah, James yet. Yeah, where it's and like, like this thing. And and we also wanted to give hope. And that's what she – we kind of recognized rather quickly. We wanted to give people hope that there is some – because I'm not going to lie and say every fertility journey ends in baby. But for people who said, oh, you're too old or it can't happen or you know, give up, let it go – she has become a symbol of hope for a number of people for a number of different reasons, come to find out, because people are like, oh, shady baby just, just gotten me through the worst time of my life. And I'm like, 
Okay. That's amazing. And we do Also, want- I love that she gives zero fucks. Like zero. I love that like this girl is like she's the she is such an example of hope and where your determination and your your beautiful like need to win and beat this thing has really like she's incredible but also her face is just like yeah and then what well and <laughs> like, we didn't like, want to happy for you guys well we didn't want to create uh, an instagram for her about her cuteness or, right. or that leans into beauty or leans right. into stuff right. or outfits or, or whatever, right. though at times she wears cute ones. Um, but does. we didn't want it to be about that mm-hmm. uh, specifically. We wanted people to be okay with liking a little black girl because she's got a great personality. Mm-hmm. And she has been very clear with her personality. Oh, my God. Since day from one. the beginning. I truly believe this. I was a nanny for like 10 years. And – I've met a lot of babies as they've come out. And it's really interesting, the nature-nurture thing, because they are who they are, like these spirits. And Kavya James, so much so, like, if you go on a deep dive on her, I mean, her attitude of, of how she walks this world is hers. And, it, like, like, it's it's so wonderful that you guys celebrate and just, like, yeah. She's just funny. And she's like, hilarious. And I'm right. I mean, but, like, it becomes, like, another job, like, trying to figure out, like, funny captions. <laughs> Like it was supposed to be a job that me and Dwayne shared, and then his first and only time on the job, he did a tribute to himself. <laughs> Congratulations, Daddy, on a great game! And it was like a picture of him and his stat line. I'm and like, you're like, this doesn't count. Nope. And go if you go to her Instagram and go all the way to the beginning and be like, oh, this was the one she's talking about, and that was the first and last time. I'm like, this is supposed to be funny, not a weird tribute. Well, to Well, you're hilarious. You, should, you turns out you should think about writing. So now let's segue into your. Your amazing kids book, Welcome to the Party, that I don't know if you can tell us much about it because I don't think – is it out yet? No. No. It'll come out May 5th. I mean this Right in time for Mother's Day. Yay. Look out. Guys, I mean we need to – that is a great gift. I have so many new and expecting – parents in my life. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah. It's it's really for us. We wanted to do a book about celebrating – families however they arrive right however they come to be however you define that right so for us welcoming Kav to the party and we said it in her original post you know like welcome to the party yeah um but like my mom my mom is 72 at 60 she adopted her first child and she subsequently adopted you know she has three children as a senior as a single senior, my parents got divorced, you know, after almost 30 years of marriage. And this is what her her life is. Like, her yeah. life is. And those families should be support. Welcome to the family, my new siblings, to my Welcome senior to citizen the party, mother. Yeah, yeah, like it's it doesn't have to all be the same birth story and family creation story. For a lot of people, their work family is their most consistent, reliable family. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the party. Mm-hmm. You know, your chosen family can be your most you know, um, for a lot of people, loving and reliable family. I watch, I'm addicted to pose. So like chosen family for a lot of communities is, is, is the family. family. And we wanted to celebrate all, all of that blended families. Mm -hmm. So however you are welcoming people in, whether they are grown ass adults or newborn babies or foster children that are coming in, you know, midstream welcome. Welcome to the party. And that's really what it's a celebration of. I can't um, wait to read it. I was the cover. I've seen the cover. It was incredible. It's um, Ashley Evans, yes, right? Incredible. Yes. So tell me your memoir, We're Going to Need More Wine. So you're just, you're a writer yes. as well yes. as all these things. 2017. So a lot has changed since then. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. do we need like a part deux? Like, well, what are we going to do? Part two is happening. Okay, great. I'm working on that now. Great. Um, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's luckily or fortunately, unfortunately, I had a lot of chapters that didn't make it into the first memoir because I wasn't ready. Because to me, I what I don't like is I do a deep dive on a memoir or, you know, an autobiography. And then you, you can't wait to see these people on these talk shows or you want to go to their book tour. And they're like, oh, I'm not talking about that. That's in the book. Because really what, what you're saying is I haven't really made peace with some of the sharing stuff I, this I was I'm, sharing yeah, it in yeah, a way yeah. that can be helpful. Yeah. I wanted to make sure everything I put in wasn't just salacious for salacious sake. I wasn't narking on people just to be narking on them. I wanted to be able to really talk about everything in my book in a way that can make people feel like they're not drowning, like they're not on an island by themselves, like they're not screaming into a hurricane and no one can hear them. I wanted to truly be able to talk about 
everything. And if I wasn't going to be able to be transparent, then you weren't going to be Ma'am, don't put it in the phone. Yeah, good idea. Because you have to go around and publicize it. So like, what the hell? Yeah. So some of those chapters that I saved, I have been going to therapy diligently. um, But I'm also one of those people that's like traditional, I'm using my finger quotes here, traditional therapy, you know, spiritual healers, shamans. I mean, like, listen, if there's like a lady, like, I you know, so in New you. Orleans like, on a street that? corner, I'm like, what? what? You must see her. <laughs> yes. I agree. I'm so with you. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. I just feel like it's been so like wonderful having you on Katie's crib because you struck such a chord in me like screen. I feel like Katie's crib really that's what we're trying to do here too is just like make moms feel like they're not by themselves and I know we have a lot of listeners all over the country and aren't lucky to have like a strong village or a strong support system or and so I feel like this is so it's just been so helpful to hear from you um what advice would you give to somebody who maybe has adamiosis and what's the other version of the of the pronunciation I, I didn't I don't even know how to pronounce it the way they're pronouncing it but it's 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 like a d a d e n o m y o s i s yeah as long like, as you can spell it kids yeah read it. that's like, it that's you know, it like what is advice for women who have been diagnosed with this 
<laughs> well, one of the biggest helps, mm-hmm. again, being connected, once you once you claim it and say it, I've been lo- very fortunate that people have come forward with more help. So I once I started talking about it, Hannah Brofman, mm-hmm. a friend of mine from New York, she said, oh, my God, I just did uh, – I think she did a podcast or a, or a, a taping with Elisa Vitti, mm-hmm. who is a hormone specialist and who can – you know." so I got linked with Elisa and she was like, cut out – Gluten, dairy, caffeine, and alcohol from your diet. Girl. I mean, my book was called We're Going to Need More Wine. Yeah, like done with that. And the next day after you need more wine, I'm going to need more coffee. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. So all of – and I – who doesn't love freaking gluten? And I love real butter. Like, please. So the idea of giving these things up – to see if any of these things was sort of um, exacerbating my symptoms and and how I am experiencing adenomyosis. And it had a massive effect. So one of the things that I would experience would be bloating that made me look like I was in my second trimester, which is fun because people are like, she's pregnant. No. So it was like this constant bump watch. But I'm like, why am I so like, I mean, the bloat was extreme. It's not even like normal, like noon, no bloat. 4 p.m., I look like like I'm, I'm six months pregnant. It was weird, insane, couldn't figure it out. Elise was like, cut out gluten, dairy, da 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 So I cut it out. And listen, full disclosure, I've pretty, I pretty much stick to, certainly during the week, during my work week, uh, no gluten, no dairy. Um, yeah, the alcohol we can't. Come I mean, on, listen, guys. Life please. is too fucking short. Um, I'm sorry. But in Especially on up, a Saturday. Good like, Lord. I need it. Yeah. What I did definitely noticed was my skin cleared up. I was having hair loss. Oh, let's, okay, let's get into it. Hair loss that was insane. I have that right now. I wonder if mine's <laughs> oh, like a thing. hormonal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. So you so, noticed that totally stopped well, from dietary So what, what started happening uh, after my first round of IVF, mm-hmm. like years ago, usually about three months after my last, you know, after um, my egg retrieval, right. like a dime-sized bald spot no. would just open up on my scalp, right? Luckily, the first few were kind of in the back. Right. And on being Mary Jane, I would wear, you know, wigs, wigs and stuff. So it's fine. So it's like they're like, oh, did you notice there's a, a bald spot? I'm like, where, where? You know, mostly like you're not looking at the top of your head. So I didn't I hadn't noticed. So then, you know, a couple more rounds, a few IDF, months go by. They started popping up towards the front. Mm-mm. And what would happen is Mm-mm. the dime size bald spots would connect. So now they're freaking ovals at the front of my head. So even wig placement became an issue. Critical. They had nothing to pin it to. There's nothing to pin it to, and then there's no there's no little hair to kind of like kidding? blend it in with in the front. Can't use adhesive. Develop this. You're allergic to the adhesive. adhesive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became this whole thing with my hair, and I'm launching a hairline. Oh god, I can't I wear my natural can't. hair. I can't because I've got freaking bald spots all over my head. Wow, so, so your body was having like a major like reaction a crazy to food cra- and IVF and all the drugs and hormones. And I, you were I started take. having these weird like cystic like mound, the, you know those like cystic acne, cystic I acne that, that feel like they're painful, like these that eruptions boils. that are happening like, underneath, mm-hmm. and then they they rise, but there's no head to pop. Like they're, you just gotta live with these things. Nightmare. Anyway, so when I changed, she said, you'll probably see a difference with the bloating and your skin, and it will. Let's just see what happens with like with your hair. Hair started growing back. The bloat was immediate. Like immediately the bloat gone. gone. The skin, it took a little bit more time, but it started clearing up and I didn't you guys, get any more. For of these. those I am the lucky person sitting across from Miss Gabrielle right now. Your skin is absurd. I don't even understand what's happening right now. It's like I have to wear sunglasses because it's so glowy and stunning. And this is diet. So we recommend so like people who are dealing with major hormonal things. Certainly hormonal, hormonal things, things like this. You think that if you could maybe talk to a hormonal specialist. Well, like luckily she be- has a book, Elisa Vitti, V-I-T-T-I. Okay, V-I-T-T-I. And it. she's got websites, books, and she literally changed my life. Whoa. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm on, I'm on her book. You know, talking about like Whoa. how amazing this book is because it legit made a massive difference. You know, and again, like pay, it, like learning to pay attention to your body and what your normal is. And if you come to that realization, like I did at, at you know, in my 40s, that I have no idea what my normal is because I've, my body's never been 
I don't want to say it's never been normal, but I didn't know what to look for to figure it out. I just thought, well, this is what happened. We're just like very misinformed and very uneducated when it comes to our own female bodies. It sucks. I don't know why that is. It's a cultural thing. It's a, I don't know, religious thing. I mean, it's like a lot of different things, but it's terrible. Well, I mean, and and for younger women, right, if your periods are extremely long or extremely painful or extremely heavy or irregular... These things should be these. There's some follow up questions you need to ask your your OB or your your primary care physician, or go to Planned Parenthood and and ask for That's right. you know you That's know right. help. A lot of low and no cost you know um, Planned Parenthoods are out there around the country, but ask follow up questions. If the immediate response is birth control and you are not actively trying to not have a baby. Understand that you're just masking whatever the issue actually is, right. and then for a, a lot of us, that's enough. Like we just want this to stop, go away, whatever, go away. Right. Whatever. We don't want to do the work. But when you are, if and when you are ever actually ready to have a baby, understand that not treating whatever the actual root causes of these irregular periods could factor into your fertility journey. Yeah. So it's better to at least have the information as young as you possibly can know, if it's manifesting itself at a younger age, to at least know what's happening with your body. So you can make conscious, educated choices. And it sounds like the, and I think this is my last final thing, but it also sounds like, just from listening to you talk for the last bit, I just feel like there's a thing about asking follow-up questions and holding yourself accountable for demanding more and knowing more. And then there's also this thing about getting over your own shame and ego and things like that and if you tell a few people they might know someone who can help you and that has been a motherhood thing for me like whenever I suck at something or I don't understand something instead of just staying quiet if I just bring it up to a few people who I think I might who think I think they might know better they can connect me to someone who does and that's really the thing we have to get over is like using your voice asking the questions because it will most likely lead you to someone who has the answers it might not be the first person you ask it might not be the third but if you don't give up they're going to direct you to the right person right and if you're okay with sort of dismantling the mirage, right? If you're okay to like allow yourself to be seen, I love as that. Can anything, we hashtag that? Dismantle the, the mirage. Take that. Obsessed. If if you allow yourself <laughs> to be be presented as anything less than perfect, people will actually give you grace. People will extend that grace, the same grace that you want. People will extend it to you, and it's okay to not have everything retouched or filtered or or the outfits don't match. If your kid makes it through the day, it's a damn success. They don't have to make it through the day with perfect everything. Like, I, whatever. No. You know, like, whatever. Like, my husband is like, are we going to do anything with Cove's hair? I'm like, not today. No. Probably not tomorrow no. either. I, like, am the mom that doesn't brush her kid's hair. Like, because like, he hates it and he fights me and he cries. And I'm like, I don't care. Oh, we'll she loves it. just get a haircut it. every two months. I don't care. She loves it. But you know what? I have not mastered the art of all those damn freaking snaps like the 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 zipper makes me feel like i'm zipping up her skin the snaps so scary and i'm like listen i got about two of the 14 snaps um how about just you in this this diaper at least then i don't have to take the thing off to check the stripe to see if you pee like like listen yeah. We're going to keep the house at about 74 degrees. So you don't and you're need a diaper. Uh, so when it's just me and mommy time, we're yes. all just kind of naked yeah. because mommy can't handle the damn pajamas. Love it. Or anything that requires buttons or snaps or zippers. Or, oh, this one's really easy, Gab. You know what's They're fucking not easy? They're all fucking terrible. They're all fucking, They're all fucking terrible. And I'm like, clearly I'm not in Mensa because I can't put my baby in Yeah, some and also I'm like, pajamas. I've early onset all, like, um, arthritis because my fingers like aren't nimble enough to really handle all the baby clothes. Have like, I'm like, my hands a little, don't A little work. shaking. Oh, for sure. Like, and it's, I don't know if it's shaking from stress or just like, I'm an, it's probably both. Like, I, I don't know what came first, the, the, the shaking or the, or my age or, or my anxiety about freaking bath time pajamas. Like. It's impossible. Oh God. And it's when they don't want to get dressed. Is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? You know what? We're super conditioned to not center ourselves in our own stories. And because anything less than giving everything, every part of ourselves to other people, we're that selfish bitch, we're the bad mom, we're the bad wife, we're the bad friend. When you don't give every piece of yourself to everyone else whenever they feel like Mm -hmm. they need it. It is okay to center yourself and your needs and advocate for yourself and be the center of your own story and be your best self for yourself so you can offer 
in reasonable doses as you see fit parts of you to other people. We say in our family, you know, and in our crew, we all we got. But that 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 includes the motherfucker, the motherfucker in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. like right, start right. with you first. Right. I That's love it. it. Thank yeah. you, Gabrielle Union, You're so welcome. much for coming on Katie's crib. This was so special. I learned a ton. I know our listeners did too. And you guys, please line up for Welcome to the Party. Yes, you can pre-order now. Pre-order now, Available guys. May fifth. I will be doing that for sure, and we will link to it on Katie's crib. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to say thank you again to Gabrielle Union for coming on the show, and I'm going to take it with me. Give yourself some grace. I'm saying that to myself, and I'm saying that to all you guys listening. Thank you so much. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the podcast, Katie's Crib. Follow us on social channels, at Katie's Crib, everywhere you get social. And if you have any thoughts or questions or comments, please email me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Love you guys. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Katie's Crib.